Welcome to Link Adelaide. The 2012 Crack Theatre Festival. And I'm joined online by uh, one of our finest dramaturgs and writers and directors whom I've also worked with, uh, the lovely Van Batam. How are you? Hello, darling. I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. Now, you're part of the uh, 2012 Crack Theatre Festival. You're doing a masterclass on text and play. Yeah. Sort of looking at Australian works and so people can come along and... uh, pick your brain, I guess, about uh, how to make uh, Australian theatre work. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I'm doing this because something that's become apparent to me since I've been at the Malt House is that theatrical practice in Australia has evolved. Um, we've been very lucky to produce a generation of rather incredible directors. Um, and certainly directors have been very influenced by theories around post-dramatic theatre and uh, a form of... Um, European practice, which is very spectacle-led, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, we live in a society where um, the visual image is the way that we communicate. You know, this is how we infer information. This is how we learn. And interestingly, um, a lot of playwriting is still trapped in a paradigm that's based on a literary form of communication that society has passed by and theatrical practices passed by as well. So I'm in a situation where I'm trying to find writers who can write for contemporary theatre and I'm being presented with scripts from people, very lovely scripts, very, you know, well-mannered and considered that actually represent like a theatrical epoch that has passed. So certainly one of the reasons why I wanted to run this workshop was to, or this masterclass, was to get young practitioners who are at the beginning of their creative journey, who are interested in playwriting, who are interested in making, and provide them with some tools and skills and insights, you know, as much as you can in three hours, for writing for the new theatre. And that's the aim of the workshop, and hopefully that's what I'll be able to do. But a lot of it is about starting a conversation, going, you know, it's wonderful to grow up in, you know, Australian suburbia and read uh, texts by Arthur Miller and and, uh, Terence Rattigan or whoever else, like whatever plays lying around the house, and have a fantasy of the way that, you know, theatrical practice should be and who a playwright is and what a playwright does. It's completely something else to actually work in a professional creative environment where you are making theatre and, you know, like participating in what is the ongoing artistic project, which is the creation and formation of new signs. You know, mm-hmm. art is about the new. It is about the unique. It is about the previously unexplored. And if you want to look at someone, and I can mention you in this lovely Stephen Moylan, <laughs> you look at a theatre maker like the fantastic Adina Jacobs from Melbourne, who I know you've had the privilege of working yes, with. Yes, I have. I mean, Adina's great talent is that she's making a theatre which is new. Like her production of Persona Road that you worked on was absolutely extraordinary mm. because Adina is masterfully integrating pre-existing texts, in this case a film by Ingmar Bergman, with a style of realisation and performance, which completely recontextualises the original work and yet has all of the hallmarks of high craft. It's thrilling, it's engaging, it's moving, and yet no one's ever seen anything like it before. And that's what everybody needs to be doing. 
I mean, I had this horrible experience the other day where somebody was spouting off about the Australian Council going, oh, you know, it's, it's like they don't fund well-written work anymore. You know, they only want to fund things that involve someone climbing a ladder and pulling a chicken out of their ass. And I had to say, well, you know, what we're supposed to be doing here is not replicating very well what other people have done. Mm. It's about, you know, crossing new horizons. It's about exploring new oceans. Mm. It's about finding new life forms. It's not about replication. It's it's not about mimicry or copying. You know, like aping Arthur Miller is fine when you're an undergraduate, but as a creative professional, you know, it's a, it's an echo shouted into a dark room. And it's so much more fun, I think, to, to work on stories which have an Australian voice to them. You know, different people approach language in different ways, and it's about getting writers or people who want to be writers to understand that theatre is hard. Like, making good theatre is very difficult, and the challenge is to take the literary form, which is the words on the page, and almost intuit a, a, a universe of potentialities, which is the dramatic form. And it's very difficult to do. I've been very lucky over the past year, you know, my career has really taken off. Mm. But I'm still in the situation where I'm working on a project at the moment where I turned in, you know, a number of scenes very excitedly and went, what do you think? And through the process of the collaboration meeting, I've realised that I have to throw it all out and start again. And that's the process. Like, Mm. you have to be willing not to be bound by a script that acts as a cage, but for a script to act as, you know, like a a diving block or, you know, work where the more house we're always talking about incitement um, provocation and you know is the script a provocation does it provoke the dramatic does it provoke the spectacle does it provoke the performative and if the answer is no or it's going in the wrong direction you Mm. throw it out and you start again and that's why I've called the workshop text and play because that process is very explorative and that process should be about having fun and understanding that the creative input of the people around you is actually what is the magic of the theatre you know artists I mean actors are creative entities they have creativity they are not cattle like in the words of Alfred Hitchcock who you just you know point here and there and then slaughter over the, the process of production you know they are artists whose medium is their body and they can do things and bring things a certain kind of magic that you can't possibly imagine until you put them in a situation where that magic is allowed to to turn into, you know, expressions of the performative. And so is there is it kind of a sense of the writer allowing the actors and the director to make decisions about the work or is it about yeah absolutely absolutely it is it's about being unbound I mean I'm always very frightened when I read play scripts where the writer is trying to direct and act in the play from within the text I mean the theatre has moved on that is a closed text that is not what we do mm-hmm. you know what we do is we provide a forum for the, for interpretation and like I said the explorative and your text has got to be the beginning of an artistic process for other people not an end in itself not a closed discourse and I mean this is the great difference between really good Australian writing and you know what's on in Britain at the moment I was shocked when I was in the UK about um they're like having lived there for 10 years and been very much a part of that world to then come to Malthouse after a year going back and and seeing their theatre with 
you know, new eyes. And a lot of what passes for main stage theatre in Britain is very closed and very conservative. And that's why something like Carol Churchill's latest play, Love and Information, has landed like an atomic bomb because she is a writer who has understood for decades now, you know, that the quest to push words further and further into this, you know, unknown territory, you know, almost like words on the page, are a boat sailing into a fog where anything could be discovered and her production of Love and Information. Mm which is directed by James McDonald, is extraordinary. Like, it is an extraordinary text that shows, you know, what, what Shibboleth and other, you know, works that have been lauded in the past 12 months there has been. You know, there's just been mimicry. And he is a writer who understands, you know, the quest for the unique and the original. It's, it's, I've had the privilege of reading the script, and it is amazing. And is there, is there as well... A- because I imagine some writers are almost a bit closed off in what they imagine their work should be, and is it about uh, getting the right writers, uh, the writers to release their work for the other the people? Of the, the tragedy of a lot of young writers who write very beautifully and understand poetry and lyricism um, is that they don't know any actors and they don't know any directors and they don't they're not engaged in making and get very angry that the world is not in their image. And it's like, you you have to be interested in these people. You have to be interested in actors in order to become a playwright. You know, writing a play in isolation is is a, is a nasty experience. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an impending bitterness, writing in isolation. And yes, you may get the play on, um, but who's putting it on and what does that mean? And are you going to run into collaboration with open arms or be defiant and tantrum throwing and, and stubborn? I mean, I, I look at myself as a young playwright and I was very much like that. You know, like I had read plays at home and I didn't have as much access to the theatre as, you know, I should have really I mean, because of where I was living and I was fairly geographically isolated. And then, you know, this enormous resentment about, but I'm good, why won't the world stage my plays? And it's like, well, because you, you haven't seen any. You you don't know if you're you're good because you don't know whether you're original or not. And I look back at my early work and I know that I wasn't original, you know, like, but I, I didn't know that because I wasn't going to friggin' theatre, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is why crack is so great, because for a lot of people, it's it's a chance to engage with people who are making work that you may not like, you may not understand, but who are making, and whose signs and voices you can look at and hear, mm. and that is what will initiate the next step of your own artistic practice. I mean, that's what, I mean I'm really enjoying sort of being a part of it, if only through these podcasts and interviewing some of the artists involved, is that... Not only does it feel like one's free, four-day big party with, with also the crack events and the This Is Not Art Festival jammed in together over those four days, but it feels like a really, really good opportunity, as you say, for people to come and collaborate with each other and make new creative partnerships because Newcastle is now becoming a destination at the end of September for these festivals. Yeah, of course. And that's what's wonderful about it, you know? Like, it's all about making links. I mean, realistically, as a young person, you're your chance of making some incredible piece of work is pretty minimal because you don't have the vocabulary. You're still learning. You know, there's a a broad world out there to experience. And the great benefit of these festivals is making the friendships 
and the peer relationships that will turn into collaborative practice. I mean, the most important lesson is, you know, be 10 minutes early and nice to everyone you meet. Because what you're doing now, which is very fringe and marginal, if you stay in the game in 10 years, everyone you know will be an associate artist or an artistic director or, you know, it was ever thus. I look at my generation of friends from university in England and they're all artistic directors now. They run major venues, they run touring circuits and that's the thing. It's starting this conversation now with who's around which will inform the next 10 years of your Mm. career and, you know, your journey into professional creative life. And I suppose in terms of creating work as well, it's about not being complacent as a generation and going, well, there are people there that are doing work now, don't like what they're doing, but it seems to be what audiences are flocking to. But let's push the boundary, let's make something new, let's make something we'd actually be interested in going and seeing, and then that's how you push the industry forward as a whole as well. Yeah, look, I said everybody, don't worry about the audience, they'll either come or they won't. You know, and it, it, that's not really the point. The point is, are you absolutely in love with the theatre? And if you are, that love will translate. Um, are you in love with performance? If you are, that love will translate. Are you in love with actors? If you are, that love will translate. Um, and, and this is the thing, you know, don't ever worry about that. That's, that's press and marketing's job. So just explore and learn and engage and have fun, begin conversations. You know, at, at Malthouse we call it Marion's Pyramid and the, and the first part of the artistic process is a conversation because oh, it starts with contact. Contact leads to a conversation. A con- conversation leads to an idea. An idea leads to an inception. An inception leads to a project and a project leads to a production. It's the CCIIPP Pyramid. And so at this stage, you know, talk, just talk to people, talk to people, talk to people and gain an insight into what they're doing and engage their vocabulary. If you see something you don't like, ask yourself why. Ask the practitioners why. Like, approach them and say, I, I don't know why I didn't like it. Can you explain to me why? I mean, why not have that conversation and and learn from one another about, you know, the processes by which people reach the performative, I mean, that's the best thing you can do. Absolutely. It's such a theatrical romantic. Like, I really... But the reason why I'm like this is because I've seen it in my own practice and my own work, and I've seen it in everybody else's. Like, crazy conversations I had in beer gardens at the Edinburgh Festival 10 years ago have grown and flowered into, you know, a, a theatrical vocation. For all of the people who I had those discussions with, it's provoked work that I've seen all over the world, you know, as high-craft artefacts of... of theatre and absolutely enjoyed and been engaged and moved by and they really do begin in the beer garden you know and these random spontaneous serendipitous friendships that form just through contact fantastic well i won't keep up any more of your time uh but uh, your text and play masterclass should feature a whole lot more of this endless uh font of knowledge that you are on theatre and on the creative process as well uh, it's a free entry, but I don't know what people need to book, but certainly get there early to make sure that uh, you actually get in and be a part of it. Van, for Adelaide listeners, you have two of your shows as part of 5.1's uh, play reading sessions, including your muff, which will open, I believe, proceedings on, I think, the 29th Yes, it's wonderful that my muff is opening proceedings. I absolutely encourage you all to come and see my muff. Awesome. 
and that'll be at the uh, Goodwood Institute Theatre, and you can check out uh, 5.1's uh, Facebook page for full details on that. Uh, I am so delighted that my muff is on at the Goodwood Institute. I think that's great. And, you know... What a fabulous place to mount my muff. Exactly. I'm, I'm inside it as we speak, uh, doing another show, so it's wonderful. Right. Um, and, of course, um, that is... Uh, heading to go off topic a whole season of uh, play readings by emerging young writers uh, that uh, 5.1 have plated together into a season of, as I say, play readings. Uh, very, very exciting for Adelaide because we don't get to see this kind of thing nearly often enough. Um, so go along and see that if you're in Adelaide and listening to this. Uh, but if you're in Sydney or getting to Sydney for the Crack Theatre Festival, make sure you check out Band Adam's Text and Play Masterclass as part of the 2012 Crack Theatre Festival. Van, thank you so, so much for your time. I love you, Stephen Mylan. Take care, darling. I love you, Van, too. Goodbye. Bye. For more info, visit our website, linkadelaide.com.au or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide.